Hey, y'all. You are listening to the Blooming Anyway podcast, and we are your hosts, Marley and Michelle. We are two creative entrepreneurs turned best friends, and our podcast is all about overcoming challenges and finding the inspiration to grow, even in places we never expected to thrive. From work-life balance to contemplating the magical intricacies of life to nerding out about neuroscience and all things entrepreneurship, we cover it. Our purpose is to expose ourselves and you to new ideas and ways to explore our inner and outer world. We may not always have the ideal conditions for growth, but we can choose to bloom anyway. So grab a cup of coffee, leave your ego at the door, and get ready to dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the pod. It's your girl, Marley, back with part two of the solo episodes of A Day in Our Life. Happy Wednesday. How the heck are you, party people? I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and for showing up for yourself. And in case no one has told you recently, I am so freaking proud of you. Okay, now that we have the right mindset going into this episode, I'm actually going to break the rules a little bit because I don't want to do a tour check-in today. Um, Instead, I want to read this quote that I kind of have been like living by, I guess, in a way, um, and really sums up a lot of this episode. So the quote says, in the afternoon, fill your brain with books and learning and socialization. Empty your brain before bed with journaling, planning, and meditation, and use your brain in the morning with creation, output, and focus. And that's pretty much what I like to do. Now, I love being a co-host for the pod with Michelle for so many reasons, Um, but her and I, we have the same heart goals, but they show up differently in our life. We want to love people. We want to share in the incredibleness of what it means to be alive, to feel emotions deeply, and to share and teach others how to do that while also creating incredible art. But we go about it so differently. And I know that these two episodes of The Day in the Life are going to be so different, and I freaking love that. Because I think sometimes um, we get stuck in this idea of like what entrepreneurship looks like based on like what we see on social media and It can look like that. I'm not saying that it doesn't. It definitely can. But it also can look like a lot of different things. And if you're tuning into this episode because you're daydreaming about being a business owner full time, or maybe you're tuning in because you have no idea what to do to get out of burnout or how other people are um, doing their day to day and you just need some new ideas or something fresh. I think it's really good for you to see two different options, two different takes or systems and why they work for us. My mom says, and we say on this podcast a lot, but take what you can use and leave the rest. There's going to be some things from my um, day in the life that resonate with you, some from Michelle that resonate with you, some from both of it, or maybe nothing at all. Um, These are just kind of our experiences and and where they are right now and I think it's really cool to see some opposites and some different options. I also want to acknowledge that different life seasons require different ways to succeed. So 
if you would have asked me this three years ago, my day in the life would be so different because I like chaos. And until about two or three years ago, it was not controlled chaos. It was just pure chaos. Like I was flying by the seat of my pants and honestly, it was working for me. (laughs) But if I can be real and vulnerable with you for a second, um, I've mentioned this here before, but I struggle with anxiety and it used to be a big controlling factor in my life. And even in ways that I didn't even acknowledge at the time, um, were influenced a lot by anxiety. And I'm not saying it's gone or anything now by any means. (laughs) I wish it was, but it's not. But I have learned how to take care of myself. And that's kind of where this schedule was born. My husband um, deployed during the crazy COVID period and I was home alone for weeks and it was really, really hard. Obviously, it was hard for all of us, Um, but I struggled to maintain my chaos schedule without all of the things that I had um, previously because I couldn't leave the house and I needed to find something new, um, something that worked for me so that I wasn't falling into a really bad mental state and um honestly thank goodness that I did because I think this structure has really really helped me and I started to implement things then that I still do today and um I became friends with Michelle kind of um around the time when I started to really dive into like my business and what that was looking like on a day-to-day basis so I just want to let you know that this day in the life this peek behind um my curtain (laughs) is three years of trial and error and work and um I will say that this past summer, when we moved from the South um, to New York for a little bit, and then finally here to Chicago, didn't look anything like what it looked like before I moved and what it looks like now. So I just want to let you know that if you're in a season of change right now and things that used to work aren't working, um, or you're just like learning what works for you, that's totally valid. You're not alone in that. Everybody goes through it. I'm sure this time next year I will have a different system, but what does a day in the life look like for me now? Let's dive into it. First, I want to let you know that I plan in two weeks. I run my to-do list in two weeks. I do my client workups in two weeks, schedule out two weeks, do content in two weeks. So while every day is a little different task-wise, I kind of recycle that every two weeks. I try to keep my two weeks the same. Sometimes that's easier than others, um, but that's the goal. So um, my Monday at the start of my two weeks looks a little bit different than the Monday at in the second week of my two-week period. So I'm going to give you kind of like an overarching synopsis of what my days look like that stay pretty much the same. So most days of the week, I get up at seven um, with my doggies and I didn't used to be a morning person. I don't even know if seven really is considered a morning. Like, are you a morning person if you get up at seven? I don't know. Anyway, I really like my schedule these days and um, I like that the dogs have me on a routine. It keeps me going even when I'm not feeling the greatest mentally because um at this point, it's muscle memory, and I like not having to decide every day what my morning looks like. 
um, because it's a routine and it takes off the anxiety and the pressure of just having to make one more decision to my day or come up with like one more structure or answer. Um, I find that this is how I thrive because it becomes muscle memory. And if you are someone who um, is feeling like your days kind of get away from you or um, you don't get anything accomplished, I would totally recommend that you try some sort of structure like this because having this set up to my day has totally changed pretty much my day-to-day life and how good I feel um, and how much I get done. I just totally recommend it. So I get up at seven. We go out with the dogs. This is our the first thing we do almost every single day. Even if I don't get up at seven, even on the weekends with Collins here, our, the first thing we do when we get up in the morning is go outside. And whether it's raining or snowing or cold or warm or sunshine or clouds, I go out and I put my face toward the sun. And sometimes it's really quick <laughs> and sometimes it's minutes, but it starts my day on such a good note. It resets my internal clock. Um, the fresh air and the sun is just so good for you mentally, so good for your body, so good for your creativity and for feeling inspired. And also, this is coming from the girl who literally works off of her phone and computer 24-7. Do not start the morning on your phone. I'm telling you, it'll suck you in. It'll make you feel crazy. I know we've been doing this whole like de-influencing thing um, on social media lately. And honestly, I cannot stress enough. Like, do not get up and get on your phone. Do not get up and like <laughs> go right into work mode. Like please take some time to like get your mind and your body right. It has done wonders for me. So after we do that, I come back in and we do breakfast. Sometimes I eat something really good and sometimes I just eat a cheese stick and a granola bar. And I don't think you should copy me in this way. This is not healthy. We are working on it, but it's the truth of it. Okay. Most mornings it's cheese stick and a granola bar. Um, hopefully my husband doesn't listen to this because he would yell at me, but then I jump right into work. I do my best creating in the morning, and I have all sorts of theories about why that is, um, but I think it's really important to figure out when you do your best work and schedule around that. If you're a night person, go off. If you work best after lunch, if you work best in the morning, whatever it is, don't force yourself into looking like someone else's life um, because you think it's like, quote unquote, the right thing to do. Um, my husband and I talk all the time about I follow this girl on TikTok and um, her family has like a night schedule and they don't go to bed until like two in the morning, um, but it works super well for them and they get a lot of things accomplished and like, I think that's great. I think you should do whatever works for you and figuring that out might be a little bit of a trial and error, but the mornings are what works great for me, begrudgingly, because I would love to be a person that sleeps and I just am not that girl <laughs> these days, but um. So I crank out all my work in the morning, and if it's the Monday of that two-week period, I have client calls and emails and spreadsheets and phone calls and podcast recording and calls with Michelle for the collective and so much content creation. I do a lot on those Mondays, um, 
I get my best ideas out then. And I just, I love working on my content stuff in the morning. I also make my to-do lists at that time. So if I've chatted with clients, I list everything down. Everything I have to do, it goes on a list. That way when life inevitably gets crazy and things pop up and like all sorts of things happen and during the week, I don't lose track of my to-dos. That's um, really helped me thrive in my chaos. And then between like 11 and noon, Um, is usually when I take the dogs out for the second time and I shower and get ready. Here's one of those things where I'm a little weird. I don't think I'll ever be a person who gets up and immediately takes a shower and like gets myself ready for the day. I just, I'm just not that person. I like to give myself a little time. Um, I like to get things accomplished before I shower. I don't know why. That's just how she be. So between 11 and noon is usually when I shower and I get myself together and I put on real clothes and whatever. Um, and if I have calls on that day, I usually take <laughs> a 30 minute reading break. <laughs> I love my clients. I love chatting on the phone and because I love them so much, I pour a lot of my social battery there and I need some way to fluff myself (laughs) some way to like recharge um during the day especially if I have tasks to get done the rest of the day um I can get really brain dead and really like just burn out easily after that and so taking like 30 minutes during the middle of the day to read something um it kind of pulls me away from my brain and it gives myself a break. Uh, it's like a midday recharge where I don't have to really think about anything besides like whatever I'm reading. If that's like fantasy or romance or vampires or something <laughs> crazy, um, it gives me a break. And then I just feel kind of like I get a little boost of recharge. And then after that, I do life tasks. And sometimes that's groceries, errands, um, outings with Colin. Um, and most days it's more work. Depends on what's due or what I'm working on. Um, but I have a non-negotiable of, um, putting my work down by 5 30 PM my time. My work hours for clients are 9 AM to 6 PM. So, um, no later than 6 PM, my phone automatically goes on do not disturb. And that is how I shut off for the day. Let me tell you, Do Not Disturb on an iPhone is incredible. I have so many um, customizations and I love that thing. Like I love Do Not Disturb because it's a great reminder to me and it like to check out and I need to be done with work. It also sets it automatically. So if I'm not being very good at listening to myself or taking a break, it's done it for me. So I will just stop getting emails and texts (laughs) Um, at that time. So it kind of doesn't allow me to continue working. Um, I also think that it's really great for my clients because it gives them a notification if they call or message that I'm not free. I'm I'm checked out for the day. Um, And you know, honestly, I think that sometimes we just need a reminder that someone else is setting a boundary to give ourselves permission 
to set a boundary as well. And I'm a firm believer that as an entrepreneur, you should have quote unquote work hours, whatever that looks like to you. But when you work from home, you need a clear definition of when you're working and when you're living. Because I don't know about you, I used to get really easily sucked in to like, I have tasks, but I can, you know, see from where I'm working, like dishes need to be done and I need to switch over the laundry and I need to do this and I need to do that. And while I think you can totally do those things in your day, um, I think it needs to be structured and you need to set up some way to be like, this is when I'm working and this is when I'm living. So you don't get them kind of mixed up. And honestly, if you're in a digital business like me, or you're editing photos or content, you need to give your eyes a break. So finding work hours that allow you to, you know, step away from the computer, the camera, or your phone. Um, I also think that it enforces you to be productive and not just busy. I've really struggle with um, riding the line between busy and productive and if I know that I only have until 6 p.m. it kind of forces me to get my ish done because I know that I have like a deadline that's going to come whether I am <laughs> listening to it or not and then after that um, the hubs and I do dinner and we do a watch a hockey game most nights um, we play with the dogs we go out and get ice cream or we try something new I really like to try something new once a week um, looks different every week and then I try to journal something um, whether that's writing down you know three or four pages or it's just like a sentence um, and then I'm always reading I'm always reading a book. Um, my husband, I think he um, would say that my Kindle is probably my best friend. Um, I love it. That's my favorite way to kind of relax before bed. And then we always go to bed together. That is a non-negotiable for our marriage. If it is possible for us, we would go to bed together. And I mention this because I think it plays a huge part into my day-to-day -day life um, and into balancing work and life. Michelle mentioned in her episode that Tuesday night um, game night is their non-negotiable. And I hope that if you take nothing else from these episodes, it is that you have to have some of those non-negotiables. We get stuck in constantly finding work-life balance. And the truth is, is that's not going to be real sorry. <laughs> you will always have more of something and less of another. And in different days or weeks or life seasons, one will take over. And my goal and my structure is to do my best to keep them about as close as they can be. And that's by having non-negotiables, non-negotiables in my work and in my life. The things that make me feel like I've completed a great day of work and the things that make me feel like I've completed, completed a great day of life. And um, you know, like I have um, Wednesday mornings are usually um, a non-negotiable for either the podcast, um, the collective, or my personal work. And I don't do any work for my clients most days um, between when I sit down for work in the morning and um, when I sit down again at like one or two in the afternoon because I want to make sure I'm taking care of my personal business and the collective. Um, and so those are non-negotiables for me. Just like going to bed together is a non-negotiable. Starting the morning the same day with the dogs. Um, that is how 
I keep myself sane. And that's how I beat the burnout, honestly, by having those non-negotiables and not letting things get away from me. Now, I can get into the nitty-gritty of what my actual work process looks like or what those work hours um, look like, if that's something you're interested in. But honestly, that is everything I really think you need to know. And days are so different. Days can be so different. And and I didn't really touch on like what the work process looks like or my workflow or whatever. But um, I keep the same structure most days. And this is how I live. And sometimes I work the whole day. Um and sometimes I don't work at all. And I think that what makes the structure work so well for me is that it's constant enough that I can adjust it so I don't give up work for my clients or give up my life. I know what has to get done each week and I plug that into where I am and where it works. And, um, you know, sometimes I do have to make exceptions where it's after work hours. Um, if, it, if I'm trying to push before vacation or a launch or sometimes it's early mornings and, um, having those non-negotiables allows me to have that little bit of flexibility without feeling like I'm giving up too much. Um, Honestly, the goal in this is finding a way that works for you in a way that leaves you feeling recharged and accomplished, um, leaves you feeling like you are showing up the best that you can on most of your days. And it just takes time, friend. You're not a bad business owner if you don't have figured out yet. Um, You're not a bad business owner if you have to make adjustments. You're not a bad business owner if sometimes work takes longer than you thought. You're not a bad business owner if sometimes life takes a priority um, on some days. And honestly, as I was setting all this up and figuring out what works for me, it was a lot of communication with my clients and letting them know where I was at. And I do think there's a fine line there between making their, your burdens, their burdens. But I truly think that if you're just open and honest about the process, if you are implementing boundaries, if you are setting up a different structure and when and how you respond to emails and text messages and phone calls and inquiries, I think it's really valuable to have great communication there and to have boundaries and stick to them and um, push through that kind of uncomfortability that comes when you are uncomfortability. That's not a word, is it? Push through the uncomfortable feelings that come from setting up new habits and structures. Because when I first started doing this, when I first started having these structure to my days, I felt like a toddler kicking and screaming. Like, I don't want to have any structure. I want to be able to do whatever I want. I want to just come and go as I please, like the wind. Um, but now that I push through that and this is like a habit and a structure, I'm so happy with it because truly within this structure, I have freedom and that's what I like and that's how I thrive. And, um, yeah, honestly, that's it friends. That is it. So, um, I hope that you, get something from this episode from my blabbering um and I hope that we see you back here next Wednesday but I hope you have an incredible week friends see ya